1: I don't even know how to start this one. It's week three of uh, <laughs> the big the big separation here between the two of us. Um, you're officially out of quarantine. You're back to work. Yep. Um, I'm still not allowing you into the studio B <laughs> yet. We're gonna take one more week off just for everybody's peace of mind and uh yeah, ha- Have kind one of more me
0: off guard with that today. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I was thinking about it. Do I want to let him in? Do I want not- to? I, I mean, I never really want to let you in, but. In order, nice, in, in order to do this so. well, we kind of got to do it in person. But I thought, ah, one more week. It, it's not even a full week because we're a day late this week with the show, and next next Tuesday will be here before we know it. So
0: yeah did you did you need to digest more of what you saw over the weekend, or you just are putting off getting angry about talking about what you witnessed?
1: Yeah, I mean, more of the latter. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's not even really anger. It's just amazement and disgust and resignation and all of the things, all of, all of the stages of grief, I, I, I guess, that a, that a person would go through with their sports team. But, but yeah, another episode of The Intentional Foul. Um, not, a, not a ton of variety of stuff to talk about. Of course, we got a lot of NFL. Um, touch on uh, something that happened in the Major League Baseball. Over the week and some uh, NBA stuff, getting ready for the season to start here in the next month. Um, a little college hoops, college football, and if we have time, we'll we'll dig in a little bit to what's going on at the high school level here in Wisconsin with this uh, this COVID issue. But uh, I don't know, uh, any, any impressions of anything that went on over the weekend? I mean, the Packer game was like a month ago. I barely even remember what happened in it. Um, how much uh, football did you get to watch?
0: Um, I didn't watch much. It's, it's interesting when the Packers or the Badgers don't play like that seems to spawn interest in other games. When I know there's not a particular game that I really want to sit down and watch and root for from a fan um, perspective or point of view, then I just kind of lose interest. And it's weird because I can sit down and I'm, I'm trying, my internet connection is not great right now for YouTube TV, but I'm trying to turn on a couple of a Mac games that as we as we record this, just to have it on in the background and watch football. But like on the weekend, especially with the weather being what it was, I just didn't want to sit inside and sit out and watch football all day. So I got out and I, I did some other stuff. I watched, you know, a couple of snaps here, a couple of snaps there. But man, you're right about that Packer game, though. I don't. I, I sat down today to try and think about what I was going to talk about, and I couldn't come up with anything because. That was as disinterested in a Packer game as I've been in years.
1: Yeah, I I barely watched any of it because I I knew what the I knew it was going to happen. It was going to be a slaughter, and it was. I, think I mean, everybody did. Yeah, you know, the score was a little closer than than what the game really was at the end. Mm-hmm. There. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Rogers played well. Adams caught a lot of balls. Um, they played a an undermanned team with basically a. Practice squad level offense. Yep, um, and you know they they took care of business and like you know we've we've talked about it many times. You know, and these in these pro sports leagues, man, you want to have a good record. You just beat the shitty teams and split with the good ones, and at the end of the year, you're going to be in the playoffs. So yes, you know they took care of the business that they needed to take care of, and I'm sure it felt good for them to go out there and regardless of who's in the forty nine er uniform, um, all those guys have memories of last year, and I'm sure they enjoyed. Putting a hurting on him.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm just thankful that uh, Aaron Jones was able to play because I mean that
1: that was pretty so, last minute, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was. They they weren't sure because all week long they are, were talking about his calf injury and maybe he wasn't getting able to be able to play. AJ Dillon tested positive, then that knocked out Jamal Williams because of close contact and Jones might not have been able to. So they were talking about their three running backs not playing, and then Tyler Irvin was going to come back, and he was going to share snaps with Dexter Williams, a uh, a practice squad guy. Um, And it's like they had 14 professional carries between the two of them, and it was one of those things where it's like, man, I'm really glad Jones was back because I didn't know what they were going to do offensively as, as far as the running game was concerned to work some of those guys in um, split out. So I'm I'm glad Jones was back. And then they were talking about how that they were gonna be careful about how they were using him. And then they they used him so much and then they kept him in late in the game when they had put it away. And I was and I was checking Twitter and as I was screaming at the television and that seemed to be a big theme. Of that, there was no way Jones should have been in that ball game coming off an injury when they were up against a team that they knew they were going to beat.
1: Yeah, I mean, where's the where's the trainer or doctor or whoever who's tugging on a coach's arm, saying right. like, "Hey, he's he's reached his 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 touches limit here, his snap limit, whatever it is."
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know where that person was, but apparently they <laughs> they they're not on staff or maybe they were on the covid list i have no yeah. idea
1: well <clears throat> one of the big you know themes coming out of that game cuz there's not a lot you can really take positively or negatively no. i don't think from games like that but the one thing that is starting to come out is the the aaron rodgers mvp campaign um he, he's you know he's had a couple of decent games numbers wise back to back that's kind of thrust him in there the packers being 6 and 2 uh, I think right now I heard he's on pace for like 48 touchdowns and four picks, something you know okay. for whatever that's yep. worth. Um, I don't think he'll get to 48 touchdowns. I think you know he'll probably settle around high thirties, maybe around 40. Um, and of course, his interceptions are always low. So, I mean, does that does that do anything for you at this point with Rogers being in that conversation? I mean, you know, you've seen him win it a couple times before. It hasn't really necessarily amounted into anything team success do you you care right now at at this point
0: not really I mean if if somebody was putting up such gaudy stats where it was like this guy is really the big difference maker right now it's more just about efficiency and and really helping and not hindering the offense and not you know and not killing drives and, and making stupid decisions I mean He's making sound decisions. He's making all the throws, um, but yeah, okay. MVP conversation. I, I would, I would be more apt to settle for an appearance in the Super Bowl than have him win MVP. That's a consolation prize in 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 my book. So I don't even want to hear about that until later on in the season. Like if they if they don't get that far, and then they wind up going to the you know if they wind up going to the NFC title game and coming up shy, but then it comes out that he won the Super Bowl. Okay, great. But that, that that's completely secondary at this point to, what, to the position that the team's in.
1: Are you on board with Devontae Adams as the best wide receiver in football?
0: You know, I don't see a whole lot of the NFL, so I'm not really watching a whole lot of the teams or what they're doing or who they've got. Um, I haven't looked at any at any numbers or anything like that. So I honestly have no idea. I don't like the fact that people are labeling him as that. That's not, I, I don't even want to hear about that conversation. Well, nobody outside like,
1: of Wisconsin is labeling him that I can promise you that because it's not true.
0: Well, I, I
1: just, <laughs> he's good, but he's not the best in the league.
0: I just wish there were, we, you know, the Packers used to be one of those teams. Um, where it's like you just do your business, let everything else speak for itself. You didn't create a lot of publicity with uh, by talking about how good you were, how good you thought the players were. It's just one of those things where, yeah, you know they're talented, and that's where you leave it. Let other people have those discussions that are outside of Green Bay or outside of the state or whatever. That those conversations do nothing for me. No, I'm you with know, you.
1: I, I'm, I'm with you, and that's it's like the old. It's like LeBron. You know, calling himself the goat—it's like, man, that's not really your decision, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, I was just gonna say, but it's—it's it's, it's very similar to the greatest of all time conversation, like that. That there's there's really no, there's nothing that comes out of that that solves anything.
1: Well, you all know, it does is? Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, go. No, all it does is is create contention and talking points, and then people, you know, get riled up. And I I don't want. I don't want any of that crap surrounding the team. Leave that for, you know, other teams that have other problems. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. You, you know who's not the greatest of all time? hmm The Bears. <laughs> or Nick Foles. Or, 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 or Matt Nagy. Or anybody associated no. with the franchise.
0: I didn't watch any of the first half. I tuned in late to see them kind of make a game of it in the fourth quarter. And then when did you text me about your fan your your fandom being up for sale?
1: Oh, that was after the game. That was that was in the afternoon, but I mean watching <laughs> that team right now, the la- the last 3 weeks um remember like remember hearing about like those old CIA films where like you know, in order to brainwash somebody, they'd put them in a room and peel their eyes and open and make them watch like something over right. and over and over again until they went comatose. Yeah. That's what it's like watching the Bears. <laughs> like the the things that happen in the game and the things that they do are just amazing. Um, the 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 play calling. Um, I mean, Nick Foles threw the ball fifty-two times. Um, behind a line that had one starter, really? Um, you know, there there was a you know the Titans are a good team, but they're not a great team, and they had a ter- they have a terrible defense. They're like the worst third down defense in football. The Bears go two for fifteen. Um, there was a play that I think the Titans scored to go up ten to nothing, which I turned to my dad at the time and I said it might as well be a hundred to nothing because they can't score 10 points. Um, they score they, they go up 10 to nothing the Titans do. The Bears are driving the next possession and they're they're like on the uh, Titan, I don't know, about their 40. 4th and 1 they decide to go for it. Line up, false start. Great. Okay. Oh so they go back to 4th and 6 at about the 45, 46. They're still going to go for it. They line up another false start. That was really the like if you just wanted to know anything about this team, that sequence told you all you needed to know good enough to good good enough to kind of not get blown out but can't make a big play and they're sloppy and undisciplined i mean it's, uh, look i wrote on the notes i got nothing for this I, it's the same old story there's nothing really to to add other than the 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 general manager and the coach cannot be back next year they just can't
0: now it it was just I mean, I know you were speaking tongue-in-cheek about selling your you know your fandom up to the highest bidder and whatever. you're never gonna stop I mean I get that you're frustrated, but it just seems weird given the state of things where the team isn't terrible. I mean they're not the jets, you know they're not a troubled franchise like the Eagles or the Cleveland Browns or anything like that, I wouldn't put them on, on that level. So like, what was the tipping point where you just kind of just threw up your hands and say, I can't do
1: this anymore. Well, it's just because they're, they're actually in in a worse spot than the Jets because they're in the middle. You know, they're, they're not, they're not a playoff team, but if they do make the playoffs, they're going to be, you know, the seven seed. And they're not going to go anywhere or they're not good enough to make the playoffs and they're just going to miss it. So you're talking about, you're not, you're not a top five draft pick team. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And you're talking about two guys at the top of this draft as quarterbacks and Lawrence and fields who, I mean, they're going one two. So if you, if you want a chance to get one of those guys, you got to be really shitty. And unfortunately, you know, and it's one of those things where like, you know, Nagy, I think, is smart enough to know that he's coaching for his life here. So they're not going to try, you know, there is going to be no tanking going on with the Bears.
0: Um,
1: And Nick Foles is one of those guys that like he can suck for 55 minutes of the game, but he has this knack once in a while for just making a couple of plays and you win a game. Like they're five and four right now, they're probably. I mean, they're going to win two more games. I think they play Jacksonville, and you know, yeah. they'll they'll beat like they'll beat the Vikings once, or they'll beat the Lions again, or something like that. They're going to be in that seven eight win range. But you know, where's the franchise quarterback that somebody's plucked from the drafted pick sixteen? Yeah, they they don't exist. So it's just frustrating, and you know, for for me, it's. You know, I'm always going to be a Bear fan because I've always been a Bear fan. But it's like, you know, I'm not, it's not like my Brewer or my Buck fandom. It's not that loyal. Where like I was watching the Arizona Miami game and I'm kind of like, I kind of want to just root for the Cardinals this year. I just like their team. I like watching them. They're fun to watch. The Bears are so, they're not, they're just, there's no enjoyment watching them play, they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. And, and the Trubisky, bring Trubisky back. I mean, he didn't play. He wasn't available this week because of a shoulder issue. But this isn't just a quarterback issue with this team. I mean, obviously, if they want to go anywhere, they got to find somebody going forward. But whether it's Foles or Trubisky, it doesn't matter. You know, Foles is back there behind the line that's a bunch of backups. And he can't move, so he gets sacked. Well, the alternative is, yeah, Trubisky can move around and maybe elude the sack, but then he's going to throw the pick.
0: Well, and that's, I mean, they say that you need to start in the trenches. You can put the the number one guy, Trevor Lawrence, back there, you know, hypothetically speaking, and if you trot out that offensive line, it ain't going to matter how good your quarterback is.
1: For sure, for sure. And and as much as, as a Bear fan, I, I would be like, God, I, I, they have to draft a quarterback in the first round this year. I would be perfectly fine if they drafted one of the two or three best O-linemen because that is such a position of need for them. But it's not sexy. doesn't get anybody excited. But like you say, that's where you win these games. And right now the Bears are just, you know, I feel bad for David Montgomery. I don't think he's a great player, but, like, he's got no chance. <laughs> you know, he's getting yeah, he's-, he, he's getting the ball and eluding a defender as he's taking the handoff. I mean, yeah, I, what did he? I, it's crazy. He
0: he cracked off a twenty some yard run or a thirty yard run or whatever it was in the game, and the announcers immediately jumped in and said, "That's the Bears' longest or the Montgomery's longest rushing play of the season." And I just kind of went, "Wow, that's not great halfway through the year, and you're looking at a twenty or thirty yard burst, and that's it."
1: Yeah, I mean, you you watch some of this game. I mean, you, you got to be seeing the same stuff I'm seeing, right?
0: Oh, for sure. Like, like the line play is, I mean, Foles was just, I don't understand how a quarterback can sit back there and not constantly immediately mentally worry about feeling pressure or where he's going to get hit or whether he's going to have enough time to throw the ball. Like when, when you're getting battered that much, it's like when Derek Carr came in to the, to the league and he set the record for the, you know, the most sacks in the, in the league or whatever. It's like, I don't even know mentally as a quarterback how you can show up every game. Just knowing that you're going to get your ass kicked at, from all angles, and it, it's not going to give you a strong chance to win the ballgame. Well, and like, especially
1: when your play caller's not helping you. I mean, right. you, you, when you're when you're being asked to drop back and pass 50 times behind a patchwork line, that's, 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 another that's terrible like, in itself. But then if you're going to do that, then... Turn your offense into like what Drew Brees is doing, and just start throwing these little five yarders. Because yep. you can't be doing five and seven step drops when you don't have a line. No, no, nope.
0: no, absolutely, totally, one hundred percent agree. Uh, somebody, somebody told me that the way Foles handles himself when he's down big, that the Bears should just start behind fourteen nothing every game and just see what he can do.
1: Well, and that's what keeps happening. It, it happened in um, the Ram game, the Saint game, and now in the Titan game here. Where they're down big in the fourth quarter, and they th- slop in a couple of scores, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, they're only down seven with two and a half to go. Like if they could get a stop, they got a chance, which is mm-hmm. you know, which is ridiculous because they've had their ass kicked for three quarters. But like I said, they're good enough to just kind of hang around, and I don't know. It's it's <laughs> tough to watch. It's it's. It was, got, a, it was a fun season to start because you knew, I you know, we talked about it. I knew it was smoke and mirrors, and it probably wasn't going to last. But, you know, you had a little hope. But, man, these last three weeks, this is really, this is who they are.
0: Right. so nope, I totally understand that.
1: All right, well, that's enough of that shit. So let's move on to the rest of Week 9. Um, we already talked about the Packer game. Atlanta uh, knocked off Denver 34-27, and what was a Pretty high-scoring, eventful game of, of two teams that aren't really going anywhere this year. Um, no. Buffalo-Seattle, that was uh, an interesting game going into the weekend. Uh, Buffalo ends up winning 44-34 in a shootout. Um, that Seattle defense is just, I mean, it's the as bad as you'll see.
0: See, and that's why when Packer fans talk about who are you most worried on the schedule, like I'm not as worried about Seattle. Yeah, the offense concerns me, but any offense going up against the Packers defense right now is concerning. The fact that Green Bay can can go up against a defense that's weak like that at least gives me some hope. So that cuz that defense is I mean, I remember when it was just feared and it is a shell of its former
1: self. I mean in a in an empty stadium with no fans the Packers against the Seahawks like that's like a big 12 game. Like who's stopping anybody in that game? If if especially if Seattle gets their running backs healthy cuz they were starting some basically some practice squad guy this week. Like mm-hmm. I don't know I, I don't it, that would be one of those games. Remember what was that um like Rodgers' first playoff year against the Cardinals when they lost like 48-45 and it was basically yeah. like whoever had the ball last won. Yep. <laughs> it would be one of those games. But yeah. but yeah, I mean Buffalo, they've been a little up and down this year, but they're sitting sitting at seven and two right now, and that's a that's a nice win for them against a pretty good Seahawk team. But um, we talked about the Titans, Bears, Baltimore, Indy. Um, that was a chance for Indianapolis to kind of make a statement. And uh, Phil, River, there, Phil Rivers, yeah, Phil Rivers kind of turned back into Phil Rivers. <laughs> and uh, we we had another one of those I-don't-know-what-a-catches plays um, mm. on, a, on an interception that kind of changed the momentum of the game. But um, from Baltimore's perspective, they needed to beat a decent team. Lamar Jackson needed to beat a decent team. Um, it had been a while for them. Say um, that
0: again. Sorry, my daughter just came in. What do you need?
1: Oh, no worries. No worries. Um Chiefs and Carolina, much, much closer game than I think anybody predicted. Uh, Chiefs end up only winning by two at home. Uh, um, uh, Having McCaffrey back in the lineup for the Panthers made a world of difference. But then he got hurt again. Yeah. And it sounds like he's probably going to be out this week.
0: So where is the, I mean, just going back to the Rodgers thing, and and I was going to touch on this when we talked about Seattle. Where is the MVP talk right now between Mahomes, Wilson, and Rodgers? I mean, are those those are the guys that have been mentioned the most? So I mean, not that I care who wins, but given the fact that Seattle's lost a couple, Kansas City's played a couple of close games, they haven't blown everybody out, kind of like they did last year, and the Packers are just kind of chucking along. I mean, you've watched probably more of those three guys. Um, than most people I know, where where do you put that race right now?
1: I think you could go Mahomes or Rogers one and two, and I don't think you know either one would be fine at this point. I think uh, Wilson is so- dropped down to the third spot because of what you said. The Seahawks have lost a couple. Um, he had the three interception game I think last week, so um, they've kind of come back to to earth a little bit. But
0: and that's the only reason I bring that up because it seems like the Wilson talk has. A little, bit. a little bit,
1: yeah, and you know, the, these seasons are long. They have been flowing. You know, everybody's a darling for a couple weeks, and then they lose a game, and you know, you move on to the next guy. But mm-hmm. um, the Vikings, <laughs> who aren't dead yet, beat the Lions thirty-four to twenty. Um, I had a I had a comment to you on Sunday. I think the Vikings end up with equal to or more wins than the Bears. That's my prediction. Yeah, and
0: that, and, and that reading that, I was just like, come on. and I started to think about it. I'm like, well, the way that the Vikings are coming on and then the way that the Bears are going down, it just seems like there's two completely different trajectories that then I started to think about it. I'm like, well.
1: They're done with the Packers. Yeah you know so that certainly helps and yeah they're they're starting to play a little bit better um you know i don't i don't think they're they have enough in them to to make a playoff run but you know 3 and 5 right now it, they could easily go i don't know 4 and what 4 and 4 or 5 and 3 mm-hmm. the rest of the way wouldn't shock yeah. me but Detroit's yeah, terrible. No, no. They're they're done. I mean, what no, what a, they, what no, a no. dumpster fire that freaking franchise is. Good lord! They're the only that's thing that an keeps me one. sane as a Bear fan when I can look at somebody like that and go, well, at least I don't cheer for them.
0: And 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 they're also in the division, and they just keep they. That's another one of those guys, and it's it, you you feel bad for some of those guys who you know are really good players like Stafford. Like I would want to see what a, guy, a couple other guys that you know never got their fair share of a chance to be surrounded by really good players or really good coaches just to see what their ceiling really is. I mean, people rave about Stafford and he he puts up big numbers, the Lions don't win anything and they really don't have that many good players. So what could he do when he's put in a decent situation surrounded by some guys?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you know, teams like that, they just got such a stink on them that yeah, they you know, it's it's a, it's a bad culture mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. And they've brought in, you know, shit, Matt Patricia, their head coach. He came from new England. I mean, it doesn't get more right. of a winning culture than that, but I don't know. They're, uh, they're having another rough year in another putrid game. The giants beat the, <laughs> uh, the Washington football team, 23 to 20, um, Houston knocks off Jacksonville late 27, 25 another unwatchable game. um, Really good ending to the Raider-Charger game. Uh, Raiders end up winning 31-26, uh, but Justin Herbert throws a touchdown pass as re- time expires in regulation to win the game. It's called a touchdown on the field. They go to the booth, and the guy dropped it out as he was going to the ground. So another heart-breaker. heartbreaker for the Chargers. Yes. It's like their third game they've lost in the last two minutes or something like that. It's crazy. I know
0: you... Probably haven't been paying attention, but one of the guys who we liked to talk about or you like to point out the last couple of years, I would want to know, and I guess I haven't hit up any of the sources to check, have you heard how many games Brian Gulaga has played or whether he's been injured for a, a majority of the season? I,
1: I know he was hurt at one point, but I don't know for how long he was out. That so. should
0: be an on that should be an ongoing bet from year to year just so long as he is on a team.
1: Yeah, I mean we got to get our cracks statistician staff here to come up Oh wait, we don't have that um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look into that someday when I right. if I remember um, Pittsburgh-Dallas in a game that you were just having a barrel of fun oh, watching on Sunday afternoon
0: God, that's because you kept texting me about the Dolphins and the Cardinals <laughs> and all I was doing was getting pissed that I got this shit show on in front of me
1: You weren't the only one I was doing that to. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it it was obviously a a look past game for Pittsburgh. They sucked in the first half. Roethlisberger looked like he got hurt, Um, ended up coming back in.
0: Yep. And uh, you know they
1: they pull it out late, and you know the Garrett Gilbert or whoever the quarterback was, he had you know whenever you get those surge string guys in or whatever or a backup, they can play well for a majority of the game, but they always have that one play. And he had it when he threw that pick in the end zone late in the game, and the Steelers were able to pull that out and stay undefeated. Man,
0: Cowboys, and again, I put it on Twitter. Please stop putting the Cowboys on the afternoon marquee game i i get that, that that they might draw i am interested in decent football and right now and dallas actually played okay Pitt, pittsburgh played terrible dallas's defense for once actually showed up and they put together a, a decent they had no business competing with that team but they actually did but i am really tired of seeing the Cowboys on the national stage.
1: I mean, it's the Cowboys and the Lakers, man. I mean, it's the same thing in the NBA and like, oh. well, you know, even before they got LeBron, when they had Lonzo and all these kids on the Lakers and they were the late Thursday night game on TNT and shit. And it's like, why? I mean, yeah. I, I understand yep. they're, they're, you know, they're kind of the marquee franchise in their, in their respective sports. And there are a lot of their fans across the league, but or across the country. But like, Bad is bad. Like, nobody wants to watch a shitty basketball team. Nobody wants to watch a shitty football team. Like, I'm talking a casual fan. Like, you know, I just don't have any interest in the Cowboys, really, at all, but especially when they're terrible. Like, why would I want to watch that game? Thank God for Red Zone.
0: I know, because I... I would have loved to see the Dolphins and the Cardinals. By all accounts, it sounded like it was supremely enjoyable.
1: It was a fun game. Um, Miami ends up winning 34-31. Um, and, and Tua looked pretty good. He looked a lot better than he did his first game. They they really you know kind of turned him loose a little bit. And Arizona's got a pretty d- decent defense. But Arizona had about, I don't know, they had... Three of the dumbest coaching moves that you'll ever see in professional football. Um, The first one is at the end of the first half, Miami's up four, and uh, Arizona's got the ball with like a minute left, and they're driving. It's third and, I don't know, third and long, and Kyler Murray scrambles, and he gets tackled like a half a foot short of the first down, and they're on their own side of the field. Well, Kingsbury... just assume that he got the first down, so he calls a timeout. Well, then it turns out they didn't get the first down. So he stops yeah. the clock, With and Miami didn't have any timeouts, or so they only had one. So they end up punting, and Miami gets a field goal out of it. And then late in the game, in, in regulation, they have a fourth and one, and Kyler Murray has been shredding the Dolphins' defense the whole game. He ended up with over 100 yards rushing. They have a fourth and one, and they don't give it to him. They get stuffed at the line. Then their next possession, they have another fourth and run, one, and they called a stupid rollout play to, like, the short side of the field, and there's just nobody open, and they end up turning it over on downs. And then their kicker at the end of the game has, like, a 48-yarder to tie it, and he comes up, he kicks it dead straight, but it's, like, six yards short. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, I've never, it looked it looked perfectly good, you know, they show that, view from behind the kicker or whatever. I mean, it's dead nuts straight right down the fairway. And it just drops right in the middle of the end zone. It's like, wait a minute. This was only like 45 yards. What the hell is that?
0: You should should be able to knock that through.
1: So Miami, you know, they're getting a lot of credit and, and they're a solid team, but that was, that was a blown game by the Cardinals for sure.
0: How good is Tua after a couple of, I mean, I, It's the Dolphins. I haven't seen him. I'm not jumping on the national height that a lot of the, that the pundits throw on him. I mean, what, what did you think seeing him in that game?
1: I thought he looked pretty good. Um, You know, I thought they kept it pretty simple for him, but he made, he had some nice throws. He had a nice touchdown pass. Um, He, he had a couple of, of, you know, decent scrambles. Um, He was, you know, I mean, you, if you're comparing him to Kyler Murray right now, it's not close. But Kyler Murray's got a year and a half of starts under his belt, and Tua's got two, so it's it's not really too fair to make that comparison. But this quarterback class, man, with Burrow, Herbert, and Tua, it, it has a chance to be like that, you know, that Elway, Marino class from the early mm-hmm. '80s, where you know you just there's three or four guys here that are franchise guys for a long time. Right. Um, the night game, which was supposed to be the game of the day. Was just an absolute shellacking.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect that at all.
1: Thirty-eight to three, the Saints beat Tampa in Tampa to sweep the box two to nothing, um, and really put themselves in the driver's seat for certainly the NFC South. But right now, as it sits, the Saints are uh, one of a couple teams at the top of the NFC at six and two, and they're kind of just starting to really round into form, getting all their guys back.
0: Yeah and it's they're they're one of those teams that you know are on the rise kind of like um, I was searching for somebody else that's really just starting to hit their stride like yeah Minnesota's only 3 and 5 but they're looking better and better each week. Right now the Saints are looking pretty solid at that 6 and 2 mark. You didn't you didn't really include them I think in the upper echelon. No. I think that conversation is going to start being had here pretty quick.
1: Well, they're one of those teams that w- when you watch them and you saw them against the the Packers in week 2, I saw them against the Bears last week, when you watch them you're like, "Oh man, this offense is really it's pretty remedial. It's a lot of it, it's a lot of checkdowns to Camara. They're not doing a lot and they yeah, they got a good defense, but it's not like the 85 Bears or something. But yeah, they just win the game. And I think they've won five in a row now. I think they they lost to the Raiders early on, and then they lost that Packer game, and they haven't lost since. So um, they're starting to roll. Tampa, I mean, they really struggled last Monday night against the Giants, and maybe there's a little more going on there than we thought because it kind of seemed to carry over.
0: Right, and, and Brady doesn't seem to be on the same page more and more with some of his receivers. He threw wide of Gronk couple of times and and I get the offensive line is not used to what he's dealing with but that Tampa defense which was also so spectacular about uh, you know against Mm -hmm. Green Bay you you think they got to do better than allowing 38 points to a team whether it's Drew Brees or not
1: what do you make of this little deal that Bruce Arians has got going on where Whenever they've lost, he's gone out in the media and kinda of taken some shots at Brady. Have you it's really I guess I
0: haven't paid attention too much well, to and it's check
1: nothing that out. it's nothing super vicious, but it's like kinda of questioning his decision making and saying that he's gotta play better and it's like I was thinking about it today, like, is is that a shtick? Is that one of those things where the coach goes to the best guy and he says, Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go at you because I know you can take it and you're not gonna take it personally, but it's gonna show everybody else that I'm I'm willing to go after you. Or is Bruce Arians just kind of being a dick about it? I, I'm not sure which way I'm leaning on that, but it's it's been an interesting development on that team, and now you throw Antonio Brown into the mix, and I mean Jesus, that uh, could that could go south really really exactly. fast. Somebody somebody made the comparison the other day. It it was almost looking like that year of Favre on the Jets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Remember that they started out, they were like seven and two, and Favre was looking great. And then they end up not making the playoffs because of all you know. Right. He's sending wiener pitchers to Jen Sturger <laughs> and all that weird shit that went on when he was in New York. It, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not sure that Tampa's in any um, danger of not making the playoffs just because the NFC's not very deep. But I don't know. As far as your your,
0: your Arians and Brady thing, when you talk about that first option, you mentioned, I don't know what that gets you. I don't know what that does for you. What? Okay, so you want to, you know, make up some sort of a of of a rift between the quarterback and the coach to do what? I I, I guess I'm I'm not sure of the end game there. You
1: know, it's that it's that old school coach think of. You know, if if you get after the best guy, then everybody else on the team knows that when you get after them, it's not personal because you also went after the best guy. Um, but, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, you never know how people are going to react to that. Some people may react the way you want, and some people may look at it and go, man, what an asshole. You know, like, this guy's won six Super Bowls. What have you won, and you're going after him in the press? So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. I just find it kind of interesting.
0: I mean I like it because I never think any player should be above coaching or criticism or being pointed it being pointed out that they made bad decisions or played badly. I I again I just don't know what that gets you. Hey, I mean it sure it sure doesn't unify the team it, right. in in my opinion I no, just don't I'm, I'm with you know, I don't get it. You you would think yeah you you would think the coach would be more yeah, he played a couple of you know he made a couple of bad decisions, but he's our quarterback. We're going to stick by him. We'll fix it and whatever. I mean, you 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 kind of put the negative stuff to bed quickly and then turn it around as best you can. I guess that's that's my perspective.
1: Yeah. Um, Monday night game was another toilet bowl. Um, uh, Patriots Jets. Somehow the Patriots won at the end. I don't know really what happened. Last I saw the Jets were beating their ass and then I come to find out that the Patriots won. So, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Um, that's yep. that's the end of week 9.
0: So, no, I didn't I didn't watch.
1: Playoff pitcher. Uh AFC in order here, 1 through 7. We've got Pittsburgh 8-0, Kansas City 8-1, Buffalo 7-2, Tennessee 6-2. Those are your division leaders. Baltimore six and two, the Raiders five and three, the Dolphins five and three. Those would be your seven AFC playoff teams right now. Cleveland and Indy both five and three on the outside looking in due to some tiebreakers. Um, I think in the AFC you look at five teams there with Pittsburgh, KC, Buffalo, Tennessee, and Baltimore. Um, there, and then there's a pretty good gap between yeah. the next four teams. So. Um, I don't know, man. That's I gonna like be that a, fun, a that's gonna be a fun race for the top top seed there between Pittsburgh, KC, and Buffalo, uh, because the one seed this year is the only team that gets a bye. So
0: right, and and yeah, I mean, I, four way tie with two teams just getting in. I like the 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 whole tightness of the whole thing coming down for the last half of the season with a lot of. Uh, potential parity going on there
1: yeah and a lot of football left i mean we're we're only halfway through the season so um nfc a little more tightened up here at the top uh the saints the seahawks the packers all sitting at six and two leading their divisions philly three four and one is leading, Mm -hmm. leading the nfc least uh tampa bay at six and three arizona five and three and the rams five and three round out the playoffs uh bears at five and four Niners at four and five, but after this week I think they're gonna be done. And uh Minnesota at three and five, still with an outside chance, two behind the Rams and the Cardinals, but um, they probably got a darn near win out to uh to really have a chance. So
0: I mean, even if you turn that around big time and go five and three, you're still putting yourself at, right, at five hundred. Yeah. Does that does that get you in at that point?
1: the the only the only thing you would have going for you is you kind of got to hope the Rams the Cardinals and the Seahawks beat up on each other a little bit right you know um, but I don't know those teams are all pretty even too they could all go one and one against each other and then it doesn't <laughs> even matter right all right week ten let's round out this this football stuff here um, Thursday night we actually got a good game I'm actually looking forward to watching this one Indianapolis at Tennessee battle for first place in the AFC South. Um, that'll be an interesting one matching up Derrick Henry against a really really good indie defensive front. Um, I don't know, that that's that's a I'm not sure what the line is on that one, but I bet it's I bet it's a pretty close one, maybe Tennessee by 3, but I think that could be a pretty good game.
0: It's the first decent Thursday night game we've had in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um all right heading to Sunday the early games uh, Houston at Cleveland uh, I don't think I'll be checking much of that out. Um Washington at Detroit, good god. Oh my I mean that god. is Alex Smith is starting for Washington. I mean I mean
0: great feel good story but I, that that's not a redeemer.
1: Every time that guy goes back to pass I want to just turn the channel. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> I want to watch be- his I don't want to watch his leg fall off again. I mean
0: uh, I don't
1: disagree. Um, and what is just a complete, complete mismatch? Jacksonville at Green Bay, um,
0: starting a rookie quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean this. This is this has got like twenty-eight to three halftime potential.
0: I've never even heard of this dude. Have you?
1: What is that? Uh, gluten-free? <laughs> gluten
0: free? Whatever his name is, yeah. Jay Gluten. That's yeah, right,
1: right. Yeah, that should that that. That's that's two weeks in a row. The Packers are going to have a couple of nice get right games, and you know maybe have an opportunity to sit some guys in the fourth quarter.
0: So I'm I'm looking at the lines. The uh, the Colts Titan game right now is to the pick them, um, and the and wow. the Packers are fav- favored by thirteen and a half.
1: Yeah, well that's yeah that's about right. If they, I would I would think that at home they would win that game by two touchdowns. Um, Philly at the Giants. Um, Nah. It's a bad game, but it's for first place, <laughs> basically, guess, in that division. Three many, three, four and one against two and seven. I mean it's that's kind of for gonna, first place.
0: How many times are we gonna say these NFC East games are for first place oh, if you man. look at the records and you don't know how that's possible?
1: These are those years when it when it pisses you off because you're like, Oh god, somebody good is not gonna make the playoffs. Right. And one of those teams is gonna get in. Probably gonna be Philly, but Yeah. Um, Tampa at Carolina, um, like we said, probably no McCaffrey for the Panthers. And with him not in there, they've really had a hard time scoring points. Um, that, that's probably a good one for Tampa to get right again. Uh, Denver at the Raiders in, uh, what should be an entertaining late game. You know, the Bronco Raider rivalry is always good. It'd be kind of interesting to see if they if there were actually fans in Vegas if, if that rivalry travels there, but uh, I guess we'll have to right. wait and see next year. Um, Chargers at Dolphins, another pretty good rookie quarterback battle here with Herbert and Tua. I'm going to have to check that one yeah. out.
0: surprise. I mean, it's yeah, I'm just looking at it, like you said, those two guys, that makes you want to watch, but then you remember that the Chargers are just two and six, and and Miami has a has a decent defense and they're playing at home. I'm I don't know if it'll get ugly, but at least I'm I'm hoping it would be entertaining.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Chargers are 2 and 6, but they could be 4 and 4 easily. Right. You know. Um in in another good afternoon game one I'm definitely going to check out, Buffalo at Arizona. Um that would be a really really good win for Buffalo to go on the road and beat a a solid Arizona team and um for Arizona, man, like I don't think they're good enough to to make a run to the Super Bowl. But they're good. And and that's a team I don't think anybody would want to see in the playoffs. Kyler Murray, man, there's he's special. Like he is he's like a more elusive Russell Wilson. I don't know that I don't think he has the arm that Russell Wilson has, but Russell Wilson cannot wiggle like this dude does. Like he gets on the edge. You are not getting him. It's unbelievable. Well, I would like to
0: see the Cardinals on a national stage and be able to watch them once because so far that I've been keeping track, I haven't been able to see a Cardinals game. There's just five early noon games yeah. in this in, in this whole slate, and then there's a lot of afternoon games. I hope both CBS and Fox both do doubleheaders. Um, right now this is a CBS game, and, and the next one you're going to talk talk about is Is a Fox game. I hope we get some decent games to pick from in the late afternoon.
1: Well, yeah, the next one, Seattle at the Rams. That's a really good game. That's you know, um, a couple teams one game apart in the standings in that division, right? Um, And the Rams coming off of a bye, so that that'll be an interesting one. Um, The Niners at the Saints. This is kind of the end for the Niners, I think, this year. Yeah, Um, you know, they're going to lose. They're not going to win. They're going to be four and six. And, you know, it's, there's, it's just too much ground for him to make up too, too banged up too many guys hurt. Um, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, that's an interesting game. I think it'll be entertaining. I don't see any reason why Pittsburgh would lose it, but Joe Burrow has been pretty fun to watch. Yeah. And
0: by all accounts, he's drawing some, some pretty good praise, um. There was, a, there was a good article I read today, I don't know where I was, uh, I was doing something, I think it was at work, but I was just looking for some sports stuff, and it talked about how he has, He grew up scared of so many things, and that helped him conquer a lot of fears down the road, and one of them is being a rookie quarterback on a, on a tough luck team, but it, it has not shattered his confidence at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sunday night game, Baltimore at New England, and Monday night... Vikings at the Bears. I don't I, about that one? I don't want to watch any of it. I'm a, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hate watch the first half and see how it goes. That's that's but, the that's the best I can give you right now. I can't commit. Well, I can't commit to four quarters. I'm kind of like again, the Bears. I'm kind of like the Bears. They can't commit to four four quarters, neither can I.
0: They held the Titans offense, which was the fourth best in the league, to their fewest yards so far of the season, and they couldn't do anything offensively. So now you've got Dalvin Cook. I mean they, they held Henry in check. Are they gonna be able to do that? But again, it's gonna come down to the fact of whether you can put points on the board and Minnesota's secondary is just not good. Maybe you'll force these fools, throw sixty passes. Yeah.
1: It's just a matter of can they block for him I mean, the Bears D has been pretty good, but they just they don't. They're not like the old Bears D. They're just not able to generate any points. You know, they're 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 a bend but don't break defense. They've given up a lot of field goals. They've got a good red zone percentage, but just not able to to get turnovers and, and turn them into points or even really good field position is and help that offense because God knows they need it. And um the
0: only saving grace about week ten is the fact that Dallas does not have to play in the afternoon national stage. because no, they're on a bye.
1: Dallas, Atlanta, KC, and mercifully the Jets are all on buys. <laughs> so um that wraps up week ten. Should be should be a pretty good week of football. There's some good games on there. So uh if you can make it to the afternoon, I think uh right. I think you'll have That's some right. fun. So um little baseball news had uh Something pretty cool happened yesterday. Uh, Devin Williams, Brewers reliever, was named National League Rookie of the Year. Um, I think he got like 15 out of 27 first-place votes, something like that. Um, I think it's first reliever since 2010 or 11 to win to Rookie of the Year, and I, I might be the first ever to win Rookie of the Year and not have a win or a save. I think I saw that. Yes, correct. Yep, first one. Yep. So, um, I'm a little surprised he won. Honestly, I mean, he had a great year, but just because of like what I just said, usually a guy in that position doesn't win that kind of an award. But hey, it's, it's pretty nice first uh, first rookie of the year since Braun in 07.
0: Correct, and I, by all accounts, just the fact that he really—I mean, he—he he, he got into. Um, the majors last year and now this year just uh, that should just tell you what a phenomenal future you really hope that this guy has and somebody that has going to be under club control for a long time I mean relievers generally don't make or break you but it's nice to know you got a dominant guy that you can depend on down the stretch
1: yeah if you're a good team having that guy that can shut the door is a big deal Correct. You know, and and the nice thing is, is that you know the Brewers always like to talk about roster flexibility. I mean, this gives them a lot uh, of of options, especially when it comes to what they end up doing with Hader going forward. So right,
0: because you would think he would he would potentially be. I mean, they he's going to so get much talk. That, yeah, he's going to get moved season, at some point. Yeah, right.
1: It's just a matter of when. They,
0: no, they're they're not re-signing him at the money that he's going to command.
1: And you know what? I, I'm fine with that. I like Hay, I like yep. Hader. He's been good, but sure. you know, yeah, those are that position is not something that a, a team like the Brewers should be spending big money on. They got they got no, too many other sure holes. Not. I'd rather if you're if you're gonna spend twenty million on a guy a year, I'd rather he was a starter than a reliever. That's just me. Totally agree. Um, it did come out yesterday. John Heyman, uh said on Twitter that the two Milwaukee baseball writers that had votes. Didn't vote Williams Rookie of the Year. They both had him third. Uh, Tom Hardercourt for the Journal Sentinel, and I can't remember the other guy. Needless to say, that when that information came out, those guys were getting pounded on Brewers Twitter. I mean, pounded I mean, right,
0: rightly so. I mean, what did they did they talk about that? Did they Did they do? I mean, what was their reasoning given? Did they give any? I don't think
1: they gave any. I mean, I get you, you know, you don't want to just vote for the home guy because you're the beat writer. I get that. But like the guys that were in second and third place, one guy was from the Phillies. I can't remember the other guy was. They weren't, they didn't even see those guys this year because they, Brewers didn't play them. So what? I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you saw Devin Williams and what he did all year and how important he was to a team that wasn't very good. And you're going to vote him third, and you're going to put two guys ahead of him that you didn't even see play in person? I don't know. I, that was strange.
0: No, it doesn't make any sense to me when I started to read some about that, too. So,
1: that's pretty much it for baseball. Um, yeah. I, 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 I,
0: did find it, I did find it interesting that that the state that doesn't watch a whole lot of baseball in person had uh, teams that had both uh, managers of the year.
1: Yes, correct. And,
0: um, and, and, and Miami, which don't draw for dick, but they were so good in the shortened season that both their managers won manager well, of the year.
1: And I feel bad for Kevin Cash, the, the Rays manager, because he gets that award, and the first thing that everybody does is they go, Oh, that's the guy that fucked up the World Series. Really, he's the manager of the year? It's like, that's why you can't wait till the season's over to give these friggin' awards out. Because that's the last thing you remember about this guy. You don't remember that he took the Rays and they won 38 games out of 60 or whatever. You just go, oh, that's the guy that took out Blake Snell in the fifth inning when he was rolling. Because the computer told him to. How about talk
0: about the job that he did with the two with the thirty or the twenty eighth ranked payroll out right. of the thirty
1: teams. Right. But nobody remembers that. They just remember the last thing they saw. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, there is one more baseball thing I forgot. Um apparently and this oh is just God. this is just really a shocking development. Apparently, Tony LaRussa <laughs> is an arrogant drunk. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? This is just, I mean, as a baseball fan and a Brewer fan, I never in a million years would have thought that Tony LaRussa would try to pull the Don't You Know Who I Am card as he's getting his multiple drunken driving offense earlier this year. Just shocking didn't development.
0: He, didn't he show the cop his World Series ring?
1: And he told him he was in the Hall of Fame, brother.
0: Oh, my God. What are you, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> I mean, I don't.
1: It, it just brought such a smile to my face when I read that. I just thought, yeah, yeah, that's that's like that's I, Tony.
0: I felt I felt good for the White Sox this year because I thought they had made so many moves heading into the season that it was going to be cool to have you know the team that close and that kind of a fan base and and have it maybe a little bit better than the Cubs, who I love to see do poorly. And then the season happens, which they're not happy with. So they go out and they get this guy and the, the journalists and the, and, the, and the pundits and everybody in town, the radio hosts, they're killing the organization for this. Because, I, I mean, I don't understand the hire um, and it doesn't seem like a lot of other people do, but right now it seems to already be blowing up in their face.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, and, and the guy they fired, Renteria, had done a really good job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not a great look for Reinsdorf, but he doesn't care. All he cares about is nope. making money. So, um, We had, like, I don't know what, uh, about a three-week break from the NBA Um, Well, guess what? It starts Monday again. Um, The Mm -hmm. moratorium for trades ends Monday. There's already been substantial trade rumors. Um, Seen uh, some Chris Paul to the Suns. Seen some stuff about Drew Holiday to the Hawks. Today it came out that Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. Um, So big stuff going on in the NBA already. Uh, We've got the draft draft wednesday night um somebody asked me about a player in the draft and i didn't even know who it was and i and i looked at the mock draft and the guys predicted to go fifth some kid out of israel never even i i have paid no attention to this draft at all because the friggin' last season just ended um so that's wednesday and then friday free agency starts and that's when the Bucks will be able to offer Giannis a contract extension, which obviously we'll all be waiting with bated breath to see what happens there. So uh, mm-hmm. big week coming. They just had their meeting. Um, the players in the league decided training cancel open December 1st. The season will start December 22nd. Sounds like the CBA and the luxury tax is going to stay the same as last year. I won't bore people with the details because I barely can understand that. We're you support-
0: Were you surprised that it came together so quickly and so easily? Because I know last week you were pretty confident that they were going to turn that down and and you were expecting a uh, post-2020 start for the season, but then it all all of a sudden came together kind of quickly.
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised, but it it, kind of got to the point, you know, with the draft being next week where it was kind of a shitter get off the pot moment for for both sides and i think i think that the the league just laid the numbers the financial numbers down in front of the players union and said listen we're talking about a three-week delay that might cost us upwards of 500 million plus dollars um it's just just let's just start the season if guys got to sit out they got to sit out it's going to be a 72 game season instead of an 82, so it'll be kind of nice that you know the games will mean a little bit more, um, especially later on in the season. But um, I don't know. It's it's going to be really interesting. You know, there's already been a lot of Buck rumors. I've touched on a couple of them already with um, Oladipo and, and Bogdanovich's names being bandied around. I, I the Bucks have the 24th pick in the draft Wednesday night. I will be very surprised if they make that pick. I think they're going to trade it um, for, for you know, nothing great but uh, a serviceable rotation player because whoever they get, they're, they're going to draft some 18-, 19-year-old kid that's not ready to contribute to a title team. So I'm not sure it's really in their best interest right now. I mean, they basically got those guys in Dante DiVincenzo and, and uh, DJ Wilson, you know, Martin, you know, yeah. nice nice young guys, but not going to do a lot for you in the playoffs against good teams. So I think that uh, the chances of them moving that, and maybe it's part of a larger move, but um, I'd be surprised if they made that pick. Okay. I don't really know if we're going to have college basketball this year. I, no? I, 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 well... And I'm sure you've been paying attention. There's been a lot of cancellations this week in college football. Yes, there has. And it seems like we were, you know, we're playing with house money for a while there. But now a lot of these leagues are starting to see some mini outbreaks, and I don't know what kind of impact that's going to make on on basketball with some of the decision making and how they try to play a season. I mean, I haven't heard anything. Negative that it's not going to happen, but just kind of watching what's going around in football, I'm not super optimistic that these guys are going to have a any semblance of a normal season. And uh, I mean, I heard Mike Shishovsky say it like they cannot afford to not have March Madness two years in a row.
0: Well, Greg Gard said today that. There, there hasn't been an announcement for a schedule, and he didn't know when that was. They still have some contracts to sign. They're spacing games out to the best of their ability so they can work in. He, he called it a special term, which is escaping me right now, but they're basically like rain dates. Mm-hmm. So you have a, you have a problem with, with this date. Okay, we can push it to this date because we built in this padding. And that's why you're probably not going to get the normal amount of games in that you would have. And maybe they're learning a little bit from college football where it's not smart to just say, we don't have any cushion to work with. So they're, they're, they're trying to give it as best they can. They're sacrificing, you know, some of these holiday tournaments and other, you know, big tournament events and stuff like that in favor of building in more cushion and giving up some non-conference games before they get to the conference season. So um, yeah, I don't know when the schedules come out. The Badgers are preseason ranked uh, number seven. They've got, you know, their top seven or eight scores coming back. They got a ton of seniors. It sounds like the freshman Johnny Davis is, is really getting noticed. Um, one of the guys from from Lacrosse. One story that I saw today was that uh, incoming freshman Lauren Bowman, who is supposed to be a, a guy that a lot of people were going to watch. He went home to deal with a family issue that was like a week or two ago. And now he's totally withdrawn from school. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that issue has gotten a lot worse. And who knows whether he's even going to be back at this point.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like you said, Badgers are ranked number seven, uh, which they should be. I mean, they're the defending big 10 champs. Um, They've got a roster full of like 26, 27 year olds. Um, So they should be good. Um, I think five Big Ten teams in the top 25. I think that's what I saw. Iowa was ranked fifth, Badgers seventh. Uh, Michigan State was around 12 or 13, so pretty typical of what you see in the Big Ten early in the preseason, Um, but yeah, until we see the schedule, um, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I don't know if Wisconsin and Marquette are going to have their annual game. I don't know if the Badgers are going to play Green Bay like they usually do. I I don't know, Um, but things are going to start happening here in the next couple of weeks because around Thanksgiving time is when the when the season starts yep. and we're, we're approaching it very, very quickly.
0: Yeah, Minnesota paused workouts um, last week and they were going to try to get back on the court sometime this week. They're scheduled to open up against Green Bay on
1: the 25th. I did read that this season for these guys, and I'm not sure if football is the same way, but um, it doesn't count for eligibility. So like, there's right. a chance that I might have to watch next year, another year of Brad Davidson. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Your,
0: your personal health.
1: Seriously, just like, just go get a job, man. You're like thirty. <laughs> I think you. I think I. I think I played in an AAU tournament against that dude in the nineties.
0: That's so great,
1: Jesus. Um, oh, man. Well, it sounds like the Badger football team is actually going to try to play a football game this week. Um, yeah. They got a big game at the big house at Michigan against a garbage team. Let's just say it. They're garbage. Nope. Michigan's um, bad. Michigan's bad. And uh, they haven't, they've been very coy, uh, the Badgers have, about Graham Mertz's status. I don't yep. see any reason why he wouldn't play based on, you know, we haven't heard that he's had any complications with his illness but um Paul Chris you know he's pretty close to the vest guy as it is yes he is so uh we may not know until shortly before the game starts who's going to be quarterbacking
0: yeah and and it's I, I mean I read in the article today a lot of the players that tested positive are back on the 24th and that means their release day would be like on Friday okay. if everything goes now that doesn't mean they're not Working out and taking snaps and doing things and going through plays—it's just that you wouldn't be able to return to game competition, and that—that's a—that's a really late call. But um, the Big Ten this year has just been really weird, like a lot of other things. I mean, Indiana is up to ten, yeah, in the poll. Crazy, they, right? They clobbered, yeah, they clobbered Michigan last week. and, and you kind of think if this is the pre-COVID schedule that opening Friday night with Badgers in Indiana would have been a huge game. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they got, and now they got to wait to play them. Northwestern three and Oh, they beat Nebraska, Michigan state got absolutely annihilated by Iowa after they, they beat Michigan and Maryland just ran it up on Penn state. The Nittany lions are oh and three. Yeah. I don't get what's happening at all.
1: It's crazy. It's, it's really nuts. I mean, it started for me, it started off when Rutgers went in in week one and just blew out Michigan State. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting one. And then the following week, like you said, Michigan State goes and blasts Michigan. And it's like, well, wait, wait a minute. Right. So is Rutgers better right. than both Michigan teams? Like, what is going on here? So, yeah, you're right. It's, <laughs> it's a mess. It came out today. Maryland and Ohio State are canceling their game this week.
0: Oh, really? So
1: the Buckeyes now are you know they're going to be a game short of of some of the other teams that they are going to be competing against to get into the playoff um it really makes i mean you know the shorter the the shorter the season is the more important these games become right Um, i mean somehow the badgers are still ranked 13th they haven't played in two weeks i mean that's
0: one and all it's
1: kind of silly i mean the rankings this year really don't mean anything um because I mean, you know, like Liberty's in the top twenty-five, like okay, North Carolina, Come yeah, on. I, you know. So I don't know. It'll be fun to watch. It's it's a six thirty game on Saturday. It's the prime time yep. ABC, I believe, right? Correct. So uh, you know, hopefully Mertz plays and uh, he can repeat his performance from opening right. night. They, they really yeah. got the nation talking. So
0: be nice to feel a little good again for sure.
1: Um. Do you want to hit any of this high school stuff real quick before we go?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, winter sports are now being discussed with, at a variety of school boards and school districts about whether teams are going to play. Um, I've been in contact with regular coaches, regularly with coaches in Janesville. They've been told by their ADs to start scheduling games, so they're pretty confident things will, will, will get underway despite the, the the county health department advising against that. So basically, they're going against the county's wishes um, by going ahead to do this, but they're going to try to do it safely. They didn't say they can't. They just say they recommend that they don't. Um, and and the WIA has come out with a bunch of protocols. Um, Milton School Board approved it. That was a, just a horrible two hours that I watched of that. Of that meeting and and the discussion about people from people that did not have any information at their fingertips. They didn't do any research. It was, you know, the athletic director, Jeff Spiwak, who replaced Brian Hamill, really what was prepared and was trying to educate some of these people on, you know, some of the ways that they were going to mitigate risk and, and, you know, really try and make things as safe as possible. So I, I don't know what any of the other school boards have done. Beloit Turner said they're gonna go ahead with Winter Sports. So did Edgerton. Jamesville was supposed to meet last night and then they had a power outage yeah. out of the ESC. Couldn't um, be couldn't so be a gonna, more
1: a more twenty twenty event than than that.
0: Right. So they're gonna meet on Thursday. Um, but it sounds like from every indication they're gonna get the go ahead to to try and do this, and then it's just a matter of how they can pull it off um, as safely as possible.
1: Yeah, uh, Evers' little press conference last night I don't think probably helped matters in a lot of places to, to get the ball rolling for winter sports, mm-hmm. um, you know, but um, I'm I'm optimistic that Janesville's going to give the okay. Um, it's going to be interesting, you know, I think uh, I think Milton – Some of the restrictions were each player is allowed two people, two spectators. So basically, like, mom mom and dad can come. Um, I didn't see anything about media um, for Milton. I did see that Beloit Beloit Turner is not allowing any media, and I don't think they're even allowing any spectators, but they are going to play. Really? So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I... I think for for you and I and and for Bear and and for Schmolt for the Gazette, I think that if we are allowed in, I think we're going to be mandated to wear masks during the broadcast, which is going to suck. But it is. I think that's I'd going rather, to be what what happens. I just and I, you know I, I don't know. So I'd
0: rather be able to do the game.
1: I hope our cords are long enough to reach six feet. I think they yeah. are. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, I, I just. I would just like to get back in the gym and, and do some games. Um, I really hope they don't mandate that the kids wear masks while they play. Um, you know, at, it sounds like, at, man. At, at that point, I, I think you're kind of just getting silly because let's, let's I mean, look, it's one thing to wear a mask when you walk into the grocery store. It's another thing to wear a mask when you're playing a, an athletic event and you're breathing and hacking on it. The mask isn't going to do anything.
0: I mean, well, and it's just I not. talked. I talked to a, a high school student from Stoughton um, today who was working the desk over at uh, Premier Tennis while well Presley was having tennis lessons. And he said that he had some some basketball practices, um, even though they, you know, they're they're trying to get on board with winter sports because they had they had fall canceled as well. And he was kind of lamenting about that. And he said he practiced in about in ten minutes. He's breathing in his own sweat. It was soaking. It was dripping and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't understand how that's going to help an athlete. I, I mean, I get the safety precautions. Don't get me wrong. I understand that a lot of people want that to work. I just don't understand or get the feasibility of it. That's all.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I mean you know, it's it's going to be very difficult to, for that to work. But we'll see. I mean, we're going to have to make do with what we got. And, yep. you know, it's. and I hope that the people in charge are reasonable and not overreact to what we all know is going to happen, and that's that some kids are going to get sick. Because every Something, time you've, you've had any yep. of this go on anywhere, whether it's sports or anything else, you're going to have some of that. It, it's yep. it just is what it is until the vaccine comes out hopefully in the spring mm-hmm. uh, but uh just hopefully we'll just keep our fingers crossed and hope we get to do some games right
0: sure, it's, yep, it's been what i mean are. you
1: have, we haven't done a game since what was it that that craig boys regional game regional. Yep. um in in like the first week of march first weekend of march so Mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back at it. You missed the whole football season. I know you're chomping at the bit to get back at it. So hopefully yeah, good news. I,
0: yeah. And, and, and as draining as that as that can be during the winter, I couldn't be looking more forward to to doing games, even if it means long days.
1: I hear you, man. I hear you. All right. Well, this was the last quarantine special of the intentional foul. <laughs> we will for sure be back Together in Studio B next week. Hopefully we'll be back on our regular schedule on Tuesday. Um, As long as Mm -hmm. we get it done before The Curse of Oak Island comes on. Because I love that show. And it is so addicting. Can't (laughs) help it. It's great. So you got anything else? Uh,
0: I really wish YouTube TV's outage would get fixed. Because I'm missing my Red Hot
1: Ugh, Red Hot maxion, baby. I saw Lance Leipold <laughs> on last night. He got the W, so that was good.
0: Yo, yeah. Beat the crap out of them.
1: Yeah. All right, folks. We appreciate the listen. Tell your friends. Download us wherever yep. you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter as well, Facebook, whatever you got. And uh, I don't know. Keep the hits coming. We'll, we'll do our best, and we'll be back next week. I'm, uh, I'm Dan. I'm Josh. We'll check you down the road.
0: Go Packers.